How do I drink tea without being loud? <laughs> Just like that. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties Anonymous. So a little bit about us. We are two longtime Swifties. How long have you been listening to Taylor Swift? Jess? Um, since 2007. Nice. Probably so what me year, too. What year is this? Yeah, like 14 years? Forever. Um, so what was the first Taylor song you heard? Um, so the first one I remember is Teardrops on My Guitar. And um, yeah, I remember my dad would always listen to country radio in his cabinet shop. So I remember hearing it just like the chorus. And at first I thought it was a Christmas song because I thought she was saying <laughs> he's the reason for the season. So <laughs> so you thought it was about Jesus. Yeah. But uh no, Teardrops on My Guitar is probably my first one. What about you? I think, if I remember correctly, I think the first song I heard was Tim McGraw. I remember seeing the music video in the basement at our grandma's house because my uncle would always keep, your uncle too, would keep CMT up all the time. And I remember seeing the music video. And you know when it pops up where like it has the artist and the album and stuff? So I was seeing Tim McGraw, but it, there was a girl singing and I was like, my little 13 year old brain was so confused. And I realized the name of the song was Tim McGraw. I wonder how many um, people yeah. like she tricked with that. Like, oh, she tricked they me. became a fan because they thought they were listening to Tim McGraw for a second. It's like, wow, Tim McGraw's voice sounds so different now. <laughs> he really changed. Um, are we um, side point? Are we are we admitting we're related? Is that okay? Uh, I guess I guess we can. I mean, yeah. but that does narrow down the field. Like, okay, how many other cousins named Kristen and Jess are there? All right. Well, we've like moving way too fast. Okay, um, but not really. Well, I saw I how like- how did you discover? So I didn't know like how in detail to go. I didn't know whether to wait and bring out some details for the journey. I know. Same. Like, yeah. Well. Why don't we go ahead and cover the journey then? The journey. These aren't necessarily in order. It's just just what I thought of at the time. Yeah. Okay, like so that. you hear teardrops on my guitar. You're like, whoa. Yeah. This is music. This is a song. Kind of. But no, I had already heard her, heard of her before I heard the song. Uh-huh. Because um, my dad actually saw her in concert. Like, I'm, I think it was, would have been before I heard Teardrops on My Guitar because um, he saw her in January of 2007. I like, mean, that's the very was, beginning. Yeah, before Teardrops was probably even a single, maybe. I don't know. I have to look that up. But um, I remember him like coming back. Yeah, we need a fact checker. <laughs> but I remember him telling me after the concert, like, about how this awesome 17-year-old girl or whatever had, like, written all her own songs and, like, written, like, 200 songs or something. 
and he was like telling me I should listen to her. And at the time, I heard her name was Taylor, and I pictured Taylor Hicks from American Idol. I'm like, why would I want to listen to that? <laughs> Man, Taylor Hicks from American Idol. How did he win? Let's get off on a tangent on Taylor Hicks. Uh, I saw he was like signing CDs at Walmart not too long ago. So, it's so like he's South just Dakota really hit the big time. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Taylor Hicks, but what? I mean, but Taylor Hicks and Taylor Swift. I mean, you can see. Like, so do you the, think a lot of people like called into American Idol thinking they were voting for Taylor Swift and they're actually voting for Taylor Hicks? I don't think anyone knew Taylor Swift in 2005 yet. It's was it 2005? Was it I think five or Taylor... six? Uh, fact check. I feel like David Archuleta yeah, was 2006. To... Yeah, probably true. Which he didn't win, but yeah. Well, a little backstory on Taylor Hicks. Wasn't that the season that we saw? We went to American Idols Live. Yes. And, and saw him in concert with the 10 finalists. Yep, we did. That was my second concert ever. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that was my first one, maybe. I went for Chris Daughtry, mostly. Yeah, same. Equally as embarrassing somehow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Right>. this <laughs> Chris Daughtry, the butt rock king. Except for he actually really has a great voice. Uh, if yeah, you he not does. do butt rock, that'd be great. Okay, so... Sorry to sidetrack us again, but if you've watched the show, The Masked Singer, which we watched it for the cringe, and it ended up being a really fun show to watch, except only up until season two. Um, And he was on there, not to spoil anything, and it was just, as I spoil it, it's been two years, though. Everyone can... I've never even heard of the show. So it's super cringy. Um, Nick Cannon hosts, and you've got, I don't know how many contestants, it changes every time. And they're all famous in some way or another. And they're all wearing these huge, crazy costumes. And the judges have to guess who it is based on the voice. And it's like an elimination competition show. And it's, I watched it for the cringe and I ended up secretly kind of liking it. Hey. All right. Should I go back oh, to see, my journey? It's, it's long. That's so sidetracked. Oh, yes. Please continue. I don't know if journey. I should give the whole journey, but I'll just, I guess I'll just finish what I had written down and you can edit it out. if you Don't, don't stop believing. Um, okay. So. Yeah, back to the concert. So after my dad told me about her, I kind of ignored him because, you know, at that point. As you do. Yeah. You know, it's at that time I was like 12 or 13 and like trying to develop my own taste in music. Taylor Swift wasn't cool. It was like Green Day. And what was that? Yeah. (laughs) Green Day or uh, I don't know, Nirvana or something. All American Rejects. All, All American Rejects. Uh, the red jumpsuit apparatus. I was about to say the red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> yep. So anyway, but eventually I did hear teardrops on my guitar and like Tim McGraw and probably the other hits. And I did end up buying some of her songs from her first album on iTunes. So, iTunes was the place at the time. Yeah. Purchasing 99 music. cents, 99 cents a song back when, yeah, it's cheap, but, um, they're like a buck 29 now, aren't they? If they even still have an iTunes store, I don't really know. I don't use Apple Music. I guess yeah. they did they do away with iTunes and like now it's just Apple Music? I honestly don't even know anymore. That's I'm going to try not to stop. I'm going to try to stop derailing you at every single turn. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> no, it's okay. So anyway, listen to some of her songs kind of secretly, embarrassingly, because it wasn't cool to me because, you know, I'd grown, grown up on country music and I was trying to get away from country music. But... 
then once Fearless came out, I just was a full blown fan. I remember buying the album, like I think as soon as it came out, and I think something at Target. That, no, I, I feel bought like it on bonus iTunes. Tracks at Target. Oh, I bought wow. it digitally. Yeah. So, but something that really appealed to me about her, and you may have a similar um, antidote, Kristen. I don't know. Wait. I don't know yeah. what the antidote is yet. <laughs> um, so something that really appealed to me was that I was trying to learn guitar at the time and I knew some stuff, but I was trying to learn electric guitar, which was really difficult. I couldn't really play any of the music or the bands that I liked, you know, all American rejects or <laughs> what, whatever. What do you mean? You couldn't play Paramore with just one guitar by yourself? No. I mean, I tried, but it didn't <laughs> sound good. And I'm pretty sure the amp was too loud for my parents or something. That Marshall stack? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Marshall stack. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember my dad teaching me s- some chords on his acoustic. And then once I listened to Taylor, Taylor Swift, I realized that I could learn some of her songs. Her songs were actually pretty easy to play. And so, you know, it kind of inspired me to actually be able to play full songs because her songs were simple enough to learn. And really the lyrics are what sh- what made her music shine so much. So. Yeah. She was an inspiration, you could say. An inspiration to your future musicianship. Yeah, about that. (laughs) Hey, you played a show within the last 18 months. You can still consider yourself a uh, live musician. Oh, okay. You haven't done any live streams, though, so I think that gives you points. Yeah, well... Maybe, but anyway, I guess I could say Taylor inspired me to play guitar. I'm going to cry. So do you want to continue with your journey or should I do oh. my journey up until then? Yeah, go ahead. In. Go ahead. Do your, do your okay, original so journey, please. Mine's pretty similar. Um, yeah, I heard a couple songs, like I guess on the radio, but like didn't really care. And then a friend like gave me part of the album she like burned me a a mix cd with a bunch of like really garbage stuff on there so she burned me a cd with like only part of the album i guess it was a couple of the singles and a few other songs from the album but then like a bunch of just real garbage and i don't remember what else was on the cd but i remember listening to tim mcgraw and teardrops and uh picture to burn and being really cringed out by the one line where she's like, ever love me? And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> she just goes for it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but I still like secretly liked it. And then, yeah, you got me into Fearless, specifically Forever and Always. Oh, yes. We, oh man, that that song, the episode for that is going to be like six hours long. It's going to be, <laughs> we have so many things to say. Um, and then I kind of fell off, I guess. Cause I never listened to speak now. Like I ha- even now, I like, I still haven't listened to the album as a whole. That will change. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, same thing for me after fearless, I kind of fell off. I mean, I think we both kind of had that same thing where we were trying to like get into different music or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was really country and pop, which were the two things I despised the most, I guess when I was like 16 Yeah. and yeah, so I just, I never really listened to it. Except for I did remember mine being on the radio a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time. 
And yeah. yeah, same with like learning guitar and her songs being so simple to play and but still her lyrics hitting so hard specifically forever and always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some YouTube videos uploaded. Are they think, still up? No, I think I Tell took me them they're down. Not still up. But I do still have a video of us playing teardrops on my guitar in your parents' basement. With the futon like, couch? Yes. Yep. In that one room? Yes. That used to be the <laughs> office? Wow. See, that's what I was thinking, that we had some sort of cover of something from back in those days. Yeah. I remember when we recorded that, you were like, okay, I'm going to put these on YouTube. And I was like, there is no way, like, my parents are not going to let me be on YouTube. And I was right. They were like, no, you can't go on the internet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I remember that. Good, Probably though. gonna edit that part out. Too. <laughs> we're gonna well, end up I mean, twenty minutes. Turns out they were right because you would have had some kind of creepy stalker commenting on all the videos. Probably so. true, and it's always someone that you know. Yeah. So at the same time, is YouTube really the problem? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I tried googling that live daily contest that I entered. And like I couldn't find anything about it. I found really? like one, I found like one thing where people, the fans, were really angry about it because originally, supposedly in her video, Taylor said that she would watch all the videos herself, obviously pick a winner each week, and then crown like the grand prize winner at the end or something. Mm-hmm. But then, um, like the fans freaked out, which I kind of forgot about this because you remember back in the YouTube days, you could see the how many videos the person had watched? No. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it used that to say thing? like yeah, it used to say like Steps? videos watched. I know. Oh my goodness. And like for the I public to see. Yeah. And so her like, YouTube account said like a certain number, I don't know, a couple thousand. And it never went up like the whole time during the contest. <laughs> and but yet like winners were being like narrowed down. I think she ended up doing just um a final four and the van the fans voted out of the four and so the fans are all mad like you're supposed to pick a winner every day and obviously you're not even watching these and the i mean video- she already is probably like was in the midst of like writing seven albums <laughs> and recording probably her own music videos and things i know i mean there's just there's not enough hours in the day well to watch 2000- four million swifty videos <laughs> yeah I know, it, but it's funny because the original video where she talked about the contest later was like deleted, so no one could even go back and prove what she had said. Wow, controversy in the what year would this have been? Like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, I think it was when Fearless wow. came out. Oh, okay, yeah. Do we do our whole fan journey? I kind of, I kind of sum mine up after the whole Fearless thing, just kind of like. Um, I didn't really listen to to Speak Now or Red. I remember hearing some of the songs on the radio and like kind of secretly liking them, but it wasn't right. cool or whatever. So like, yeah, I don't. Did we we put that on ourselves because like, who would have cared? Who cares? Yeah, like yeah. you know, when you're a teenager, you think everyone cares. When really, yeah, no and one everyone does. was listening to Taylor Swift. Like, no one we, would have ridiculed us for it. We would have just ridiculed ourselves, basically. We didn't want to be like everyone else, I guess. Uh, so, so not like other girls. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I didn't listen to Red. I heard the singles 
I was really annoyed by uh, I knew you were trouble because like the dubstep really was <laughs> like this is not going to age well. Um, and it kind of, you know, it definitely does kind of capture that era. Yeah. But looking back, I mean, it's it was a good thing, but uh, it still is. It's definitely aged, but it's yeah. fun. I remember um, a friend of mine who actually did have a good taste in music or so I thought at the time that was like, yeah, that song is actually really cool. I listened to it at first and thought it was like Paramore or something. I was like, oh, maybe Taylor Swift is cool. You're gonna need to. You're gonna need to name drop that one. Oh, okay, it was. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that that. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that could clearly not be in the podcast, because you know, at the time I thought <laughs> had such a good taste in music, like oh, and then he said that, and I was like, well, that's embarrassing, but. <laughs> um. Oh, but man. not like he liked Paramore either. But you know, at the, it's like Paramore yeah, is okay. You wouldn't like strange... Paramore. Yeah. Wow. That. But the entire sentence and who it came from is just wild. Yeah. Probably doesn't remember Evan's going to have his work cut out for him editing this. I know. I'm so sorry, Evan. No, but yeah. So after Red, then I remember, I guess a couple years went by and then 1989 was coming out. And I remember I heard Blank Space. And I remember the first time I heard it, like I remember exactly where I was. And I think I watched the music video. And... I was like, the song is awesome. I loved it immediately. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was sold. Like I was like, all right, I'm back in. I'm yeah, we were like, the album. yeah, I'm buying all the merch. So yeah, you actually showed me that song. Like I had heard that it had come out, but I never like fully listened to it. It was in December of twenty fourteen. Wow. Right? Yeah. yeah so we were on our way right. to a wedding in very Ooh, early in the day. I may not want to say the state. Okay, edit out that. We're on our way to a wedding, and you're like, "Listen, listen to this." And I was like, "And you were like, me? I was like, yeah, you. Oh, you okay. It. You were like, this is Taylor Swift. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, we were together. We were together. Yeah, we're on our way. Oh, yeah, I to see. that wedding okay. together. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And oh, wait, before then, because that was in December. So, Shake It Off had come out over the summer, I think. You need a fact check on that. Oh, um, yeah. And it played at a different wedding in New Jersey with an open bar. And I remember hanging out with you <laughs> and it was playing and there's a lot of fist pumping. And you were like, this is Taylor Swift. And I couldn't really hear the song very well because um, it was super loud. But I was like, oh, she's pop now. And I was like, whatever. But then, yeah, Blank's face definitely pulled me back in yeah shake it off didn't really make a big impression on me i I remember just kind of being like well she's full-blown pop right i it didn't impress me i don't know yeah but But i like that her yeah oh blank space it's just like that's so self-aware and especially after red which was just so um you know all of the exes and everyone hating her about that yeah she's like well i'm gonna satirize that myself i don't know how to pronounce that word so edit that just get a robot in there to pronounce the word correctly Sat- satirize i'm literally going to get microsoft Tell sam me. in there <laughs> to say the word okay satirize so that was pretty brilliant and we're definitely we're going to go much deeper into that if we ever get to 1989 yeah <laughs> we'll uh, get there in like six we'll years see. um yeah so same i was back in with 1989 
I had to pirate the album. Yep, it because it Spotify. wasn't on Spotify. And I think that yeah. was a big thing. Like that personally, I kind of got away from listening to her. It was because there's no easy way to listen to her at the time when yeah. streaming was becoming such the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Streaming got huge. And like we just had Spotify and all of a sudden I wasn't listening to my iPod as much. So I, yeah, I downloaded it, put it on my iPod, like iPod classic. And I mean, I listened to it a lot. I remember the first time I listened to the whole thing was on the train to my brother's wedding. And when clean came on, I don't know, clean hit different. And I started crying on the train. Wow. (laughs) Clean do be hitting different though. Yeah. I couldn't listen to it on streaming. And so I was like, whatever. And then started blasting it on my iPad. iPad. Wow. iPod's not even a word anymore. What's an iPod? <laughs> For you children listening, an iPod is uh, predates the, uh, I don't know what it predates, the iPhone? The iPhone? Does it predo- um, predate the iPhone? It's a, it's a brick, um, a, a rectangle that holds only music. I, well, like occasionally Someone a video or videos. two yeah if but you were like it's rich. mainly yeah you'd have to like i don't know it, it seemed like a lot of work to get a video onto an ipod so i d- i never bothered and except the for oh, wait yeah i when i had my fat ipod the ipod video one i purchased two episodes of drake and josh from the itunes store and i would watch them <laughs> and one of them was the storm the one where the show gets canceled and then they're trapped in the house. Oh, okay. Which is one of the best episodes. And the other one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one where Megan gets the sheep and tricks the boys oh, into yeah. hanging out with the sheep and then blames it on them at the end. Oh, those are just excellent television. I had I an episode. Share real quick. Oh, go ahead. I was, I was with Tommy one time and I was with him and his old Forerunner or something he had, some sort of old Highlander, some sort of Toyota. And he wants to start the car and he plugged his iPod in and he had Pirates of the Caribbean, the whole first movie on his iPod, on his iPod and just like listen to it through the speakers in the car. And like, that's oh what my. he did. That's amazing. So that's a use of the video feature of the iPod. Please. Thank you. Keep that story in. But bleep out the name of the movie and the person. Not the movie. No, that's important. Okay. Pirates of the bleep out just Caribbean. Or Blank of the Caribbean. Okay, so should we move this along? Okay, so... 1989. All right, so 1989. So for me, after after 1989, it was a great pop album. It's mm-hmm. so good. But once Look What You Made Me Do came out, I was kind of back out a little bit again, personally. Yeah. Wasn't... I was too. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really excited for when it came out, and I remember listening to it the very next morning, I think. And yeah, I was like, okay, so she's really leaning into this whole Kanye West deal. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I mean, we'll probably cover this much deeper later, but um, I remember the whole controversy going down and like, uh, I don't know if I have opinions on it or not, but I mean, obviously in the end she was right and we should have believed her. Um, (laughs) But, (laughs) but yeah, at the time it was like a year after all of it had gone down. So for her to be all vindictive a year later, it just felt like, okay, you're a little late on this, like, eh, mm-hmm. but it's internalized misogyny probably. Um, 
Because she had kind of disappeared <laughs> from the public eye for like a year. Exactly. Right? It had been yeah, a while, so, like three years since yeah. 1989. Mm-hmm. So when she came back with this, and I didn't really like the song, and I watched, I made the mistake of watching the music video. Which oh my gosh. I hated I the never, music video. Yeah. I hated the music video. I don't typically like music videos anyway, so I don't know why I tortured myself. And that was the first time I had heard the song either, and I was just like, all right, this is cringe. I'm out. Yeah. Sorry, Taylor. We still love you. Yeah. I felt bad. Yeah. Because I was like, well... I mean, okay. Um, yeah, so I was out on reputation for like a full year. I I think I don't think I even listened to the album at all as a whole. Was it on Spotify at that point? Yes, she had gone okay. to streaming somewhere around there. I don't know exactly when. Yeah, it was between 2014 and 2017. Fact check. Right. I have to look that up. But yeah. it was the same day <laughs> Katy Perry's album dropped. I remember that. Oof. Which one? Uh, Prism? I don't know the one that's. Is it the one with Dark Horse on it? No, no. After that, when she cut her hair, it was after that. Okay, okay. The one that yes. I feel like wasn't that good. Was it the one with Swish Swish? Yeah, I think it was the one okay. with Swish Swish. I just remember it being a big controversy that Taylor Swift put all her music back on Spotify the same day Katy Perry released I her album. I remember that too. Yeah, and we don't really know if it was on purpose or not, but whatever. Yeah, we're not really going to dive like- into the. The feuds are we all those on this podcast yeah there's so so many i mean we'll we'll maybe dive Touch into a few feuds as they come up yeah but we don't need in to, the like, music go. as they exactly. come up in the music yeah exactly it's, like bad blood we'll get there yeah. um yeah so i was out on reputation until mm-hmm. i watched the concert on netflix like we started watching it as a joke we were just like hey, so dumb so cringy and then like seeing those songs like their huge, like overdramatic, bombastic craziness was just like, this really works. Like I would have loved to see this live because those the drums are ridiculous. You know, all the theatrics, the dancers, all those props. And all I can think about, though, is how many tractor trailers they're driving across the world for this. But um, that's all you get. Yeah, it just about? like it's I mean, and also this is amazing. Oh, OK. Um, it was, yeah, it just like completely changed the album for me. And I'm like, look how much fun she's having. Like she, it seems, you know, she embraced the whole snake thing, which was like a little bit cringy at the time, but like she just embraced the whole thing and it just, it changed it for me. It. And I, I really like it. Yeah, exactly. And just so our listeners know, I just watched this yesterday. So and I am... Not a real Swifty, I guess, because I hadn't watched this up until this point. But no, I actually didn't. Um, I started it really late last night, so I didn't get to finish it. But it was really good. Yeah. It's, yeah, I loved it. Did you watch the so whole far. thing? Uh, no, I have like 20 minutes left. Okay. So have you today. gotten to the part where she, when she plays delicate and she gets in a little basket? And she yes. Goes the- yes. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine being yeah. there? Oh, my gosh. That's why I was texting you. I was like, okay, COVID is ever over and concerts happen again. We need to go yeah. see after Folklore and Evermore. Yeah. Because when yeah. she goes to that tiny stage and she plays Dancing With Her Hands Tied. Yeah. And that, then All Too I, Well. I, I mean, I can't even don't get me started. It. But it's just, especially for like Dancing With Her Hands Tied, how on the album that song is like all dubstepy and like it's right. it kind of, it's not my favorite sonically, but lyrically blows me away that yeah. it's one of my favorites um and I wish people could see your facial expressions 
Are they crazy? Are they out of the No, I'm, it's like you're just like blown away. I can tell by your facial because, expressions. Because, yes. So, yeah. So seeing her go from all these huge theatrics and, you know, the snakes everywhere and are you ready for it? The dancers. And then be able to just entertain however many people were there, thousands or whatever, with just her guitar and her voice. And still captivate the crowd. Like that's that's what yeah. she has always done, and that's that's what makes her music so special. Can you talk yeah. about um, Mr. Nashville for a second? <laughs> Mr. So the guitarist. The, which guitarist one? The one she boops. The, the one she yes, boops. She boops him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's got Poor that guy. that tone that's just like like oh. Evan yeah. calls him Mr. Nashville. Yeah, well, he's got a oh. mullet. Yeah, he's so got the he's mullet. He's got the look. The he's boots. Got, like, the, 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 the looks, yeah. But then oh, he man. just wails those solos and kills it. Kills it every time. But he just sounds like every Nashville record. Like, I just feel like he's the one studio guitarist who's on every Nashville record they mm-hmm. brought along. Well, he's he, did, he got uh, booped. He's been with her for a long time as her guitarist. I'll have to oh, do really? Some digging, see how long. But yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a long time. So, okay. okay. So we talked about reputation. So mm-hmm. I didn't really like Reputation at the time. You didn't until the the um, Netflix thing. So mm-hmm. what about Lover? Because Lover was the same kind of thing for me at first when, when Me came out. I guess, was that the first single? Yeah. And then um, You Need to Calm Down. Yeah, I didn't really like either of those songs. Yeah, I'm with you. And I they're still probably excited. Yeah. I, yeah, when I saw she had a new song, I was like, because I had finally loved Reputation, I was like, awesome, great, let's hear it. And then it was me, and I'm like, uh. <sighs> yeah. It's like I'm not a Panic at the Disco fan. I mean, he has a great voice, but the, the song wasn't wasn't for me. Yeah, and I don't know, I still feel like those two singles are probably my least favorite on Lover. Like, I don't know who picks the singles. Oh, yeah. And no offense, because, you know, <laughs> she has some great singles, but it seems like the first singles from both Reputation and Lover weren't super mm-hmm. strong. And it kind of, it sets the tone for the whole, her whole era. So like, yeah, to, to pick such, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they pick ones that are, I guess, representative of the album, even though me is not representative of the album no. at all to me. She's she was just really leaning into the pop angle, and I mm-hmm. kind of found myself missing that stripped down sound. Yeah, from the earlier sure. albums, and like, I mean, the lyrics for me, while they're clever, they're not quite like the, I don't know, the vulnerable yeah. <laughs> Taylor that yeah, we and all know and love. Exactly, but yeah, for the singles, um, the deeper cuts on the album still have her her signature. Um, you know, songwriting ability and especially on reputation to go back there. Um, the more vulnerable songs are still there. They're just kind of hidden behind this wall of like very, very loud pop. Yeah. Thank you, Jack Antonoff. <laughs> but um, once, once lover came out in its entirety and I listened to it at first, I kind of was like, uh, just another pop album, but it really yeah. grew on me. It's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings on Lover. There, some of her absolute best work is on Lover. Some of her worst is also on Lover. And some uh, yeah. of her very, very mediocre. 
<laughs> so it's a mixed bag. And she could definitely benefit from an editor. Like there's so many songs I would just cut and it would be a perfect album. Yeah, it's really long. Like so long. How many tracks is on Lover? It's like it. 17 or or something. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty long. Um, but if there's just a few that if they were cut, then the album would be, you know, better for it. I All right. agree with that. And I don't think, I mean, do we need to cover Folklore and Evermore? I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious that we both love Folklore and Evermore. That's probably the I mean, reason we're making this podcast. Kind of like, if it wouldn't have been for those albums, would we have felt this strongly about? Yeah, exactly. Because they, um, when I heard that she was working with Aaron Desner, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the album is... I feel like it proves her as an artist to where more people are going to take her seriously because she's not hiding behind these, you know, huge pop songs. Yeah. The fans knew that all along, but yeah. In 2020, it became cool to listen to Taylor Swift again. It's always been cool. cool. (laughs) Turns out we just were missing out. Yeah. I mean, she definitely went back to that stripped down, stripped. Yeah. Stripped down sound. And mm-hmm. her lyrics were shining again, but the music is also amazing. And of course, yeah. we both love the national, so that collaboration was super exciting. Everything. The only thing, I mean, I don't want to get off into a tangent. So, Coney Island. Okay. Um, love it. Love that song. Sonically gorgeous. Chef's kiss. Everything. Um, when you get up close to those lyrics, though, it's kind of like a Monet painting, like. Those lyrics kind of be a mess. Like, <laughs> should we save this until we finally get there one day? Probably, but I just want to make it aside. This can be okay. cut because it's definitely going to be cut for time. But um, and, and I I saw an interview with her where she's talking about Evermore, and she said that when she wrote the lyrics for Matt Berninger's part, he, she was trying to write them as he would write them, and I was like, that's why. Okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's why they're kind of disjointed because she was trying to write the national song. And she's always so much better when she's authentic to herself. Did he, so he didn't have a hand, he didn't have a hand Mm -mm. in lyrics at all. Okay. He was just singing. Just singing. Lending that beautiful baritone. Yep. Smooth as butter. All right. So what's our next, we've talked about our journeys, I guess, right? Oh my goodness. The journey took four hours. Do we even have time for a top five? We do? Okay. All right. So we are back and we're going to count down our top five favorite Taylor songs. Um, This was hard. This was really hard. I can't believe you made me do this. I know. Well, I was just thinking a good way to get, you know, get a little no, bit of perspective about what kind of Taylor songs we like. I, I was surprised by mine because I don't know. I have no idea what yours like, are, so this is going to I have no idea what yours are. I'm, I'm excited. What if, okay. What if we're the same? I'm scared. I it's doubt we're the same because of yeah. something you said earlier. So, uh-oh. Number 5, boys. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. I mean, are okay. you going to do your 5 and then I do my 5? Or are I we going to go should back intersperse, and forth? Go back okay. and forth. Okay. Okay. Probably the best. Okay. All right, you go first. first. Or am I going first? Okay. You go first. Uh, <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. Okay. Um, Marjorie. Okay. Um, so 
This song is so sonically beautiful and lyrically. I mean, it's a, such a great tribute to her grandmother. Um, the only thing why well, I had to put it so low, I had to put it in there because like it really like it hurts my heart because it's so good. Um, it makes me cry. Like I can't listen to it without like tearing up a little bit because of thinking about my own grandmother. Um, but it's in the bridge where she has her grandmother's vocals. Oh man. <sighs> or it's, it's so not good. really a bridge. It's a, a different pre-chorus, but oh my goodness. Yeah, that was so good. Um, and Justin Vernon's background vocals in the chorus just add this dynamic that's just so, so, so gorgeous. And the instrumentation is amazing. I can't, I, I'm going to go on and on and on. And that's only number five. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll do my fifth. So I, I'm going to try to go in order, but um, let me just say that I did not pick anything from Folklore Evermore because for me, like to pick, I couldn't pick a favorite from either of those albums yet. I feel like I really need to n- let enough time go by to see what has staying power. But yeah, those albums are my favorite of Taylor's. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just don't hold me to these top five. If I were to pick <laughs> yeah. songs. So anyway, my top five from number five would probably be Clean from yes. 1989. Clean is so yeah. good. And actually, I didn't really care about that song when I first listened in 1989. It was one I found myself coming back to later. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the lyrics are amazing. And she collaborated with Emojin Heap, right? Am I saying mm-hmm. her name right? Imogene. Okay. Imogene? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she I collaborated. Only, I only recently <laughs> found out that that's the pronunciation. Why is it spelled like that? It's okay. just a, I don't know. That collaboration, I mean... What a what a gorgeous, yeah. Um, so who did she collaborate with on that? Imogene Heap. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's so I was good. torn because that song was definitely in my top five. Um, because yeah, I mean, I agree with your. Um, the staying power is definitely a factor. Mm-hmm. That song is so, so good, so impactful. Another one that makes me cry at the at the right moment. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? Number four, um, The Archer from Lover. Oh, wow. Which I surprised myself with that one, but um, it's so reflective and sad. Um, it's a really good one. One of my favorite lines is, I never grow up. It's getting so old, which makes me think of um, in the Miss Americana documentary, she talks about how she kind of stayed the same age as when she got famous, which was like, you know, 17. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, it seems like she keeps going through the same thing over and over, being put on a pedestal and then only to fall again. But I just, the song is so beautiful. Yeah. That's and it really also makes one. me cry a little. <laughs> that's probably my favorite from Lover. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it feels underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like slower and a little bit quieter, but it's a nice quiet moment in that album. Well, I, I guess... Turn. I guess my next one, um, again, the four and five were a little bit fuzzy, but White Horse, because oh. I don't know, it's yeah. my favorite, like a quick favorite from Fearless back in the day. It's mm-hmm. it's nostalgic. You know, it wasn't, it was kind of like the opposite of Love Story, which was the one that was really, one of the ones that was really popular. Like the fairy tale ending was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. 
this life isn't a fairy tale and i like yeah that, that i like that song. that song did hit really hard like i remember crying to it with nobody to cry about <laughs> yeah exactly but it's so it's so opposite side of the coin like you said from love story you know mm-hmm. she was known for all these like fairy tale songs but this song was the realistic one yeah and i feel like it was underappreciated too at the time yeah i mean it was i guess it was a single but um i felt like you belong with me and love story were the big ones from that album yeah so Indeed. all right back to you okay my turn so number three call it what you want from reputation okay well, um, that's a good one yeah so that song really snuck up on me because on my first listen from reputation i i just like didn't really care about it i thought it was filler um but it's definitely not it's so vulnerable and um it's just really nice to see her like really trust you know i am assuming it's about like joe her boyfriend or whatever but mm-hmm. Um, It's a really good like summary of the album itself Um, without being like vindictive or whatever. She's like, all this weird stuff is going on, but like someone loves me for me. It's really nice. Yeah. I think that that probably was the first song from Reputation I really liked. So it's Mm -hmm. a good choice. Um, All right. So my my next three. Wait, were you done with the call it what you want? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the next three I was a little bit more confident in. So. My third one was The Best Day from oh. Fearless because, I mean, that song's obviously written about her mom, but yeah, um, I, I like that song. It always reminds me of my dad, so it's a good one. Oh, makes me cry yeah. sometimes. Yeah. The so, ones that make you cry are like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not ones. even fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good she, one. She knows she's got you if she can make you cry, so... Exactly. And for this many years to like having cried to White Horse in you know 2008 or whatever and still to this yep. day crying to Marjorie, which if I were to listen to White Horse like right now, I would also probably cry. So that's a testament True. to her staying power. <laughs> True. All right. Are we on number two? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Number two for me. I know places. Ah, oh, yeah. It's a good that one. song. Like the first couple times I listened to 1989, uh, yeah, I must have listened to, to it before the time I cried listening to Clean on the train because this was definitely before then. <laughs> but like, I feel like we we're on our way home from somewhere. It was dark, and I remember that song coming on and being like, like blown away. Like this, this song slap. Like this is a bop. <laughs> that bassline, everything. Oh, the foxes. I mean, yeah. Oh, love it. Foxes. Yeah. I, again, that one was kind of underappreciated. Mm-hmm. From that I album. thought for sure it was going to be a single because like 1989 was one of those albums where like she had her first single and then another single. And then like every single song started to be a single. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Fleetwood Mac rumors. And then <laughs> I thought for sure. I know places are gonna, was going to be a single and it never, never happened. Yeah. Even though sometimes we it's probably better if it's not because you don't, you know, it doesn't get overplayed. I agree. Yeah. So, you know. Because, like, style. I love style, but it was definitely overplayed. Yeah. <laughs> it made me like it less. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. And also having, like, this these songs that are, like, deep cuts that people that only listen to the radio, you know, they're not going to know. True. So it gives me a <laughs> gives me the upper hand. Yep. Just kidding. I'm not gatekeeping. Um, okay, all right. Your turn. So, 
and actually I number two and number three these were hard I don't know if this is actually my number two maybe I should have switched them but uh begin again from red that yeah. one's really good and I didn't like I said I didn't really listen to red at the time so I went back and revisited red that's such a good album and that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite tracks from that album and I love the music yeah. video I just watched that recently kind of rare to actually like music video have you ever seen that one yeah, I don't think I've actually watched it. I've seen pieces of it, but I can't really. Yeah, but that that it's song cute. definitely has yeah. such a, especially from it's the last song on Red, and you know Red is all all this horrible breakup, and then being able yep. to begin again is like. Yeah, it's a good cool. closure. Which, if we know from Evermore, she doesn't want your closure. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, number one. Is this actually your number one? Drum roll, please. Is this my <laughs> my number one? Yeah. This would probably be my number one. This is probably also my number one, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it. Invisible string. Um, I mean, the imagery, yeah. this whole, her whole journey. I especially love the line about um, the axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. And now I send their baby's presents. And we know it's Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Not going to get off on that tangent, but just the character development. It's, it's so, so great. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking back. Love it. Regretting forever and always, but not really. <laughs> but not because, I mean, how could you regret that? True. Bop. <laughs> yeah. Invisible String. That's that's probably one of the best ones from Folklore. Yeah. I had to pick. I agree. I love it. Okay, you're number All one. Right. Okay. <laughs> so this is a controversial opinion. No, it's actually not. This is probably widely accepted as one of our best songs, but all too well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great song. I, it's her, the lyrics, her uh, it's pure poetry. It's her magnum opus. Yes. I mean, the imagery, uh, the crumpled up piece of paper the, lying here. The scarf, the refrigerator the sc- light, the way she says oh. refrigerator. And the image of dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light, like I, I'm having chills just like thinking about it because just I yeah the bridge alone is you call me genius. up again just to break me like a promise yeah so, so casually, casually cruel, cruel in the name of being honest like my heart is split into how do you write I mean, that ha- yeah and and I, I love th- oh go ahead no Sorry. you go ahead no you. I was gonna say, I just. <laughs> I just love when watching her play it live too. And was it the Tiny Desk concert that she did like a piano version? Yeah. And it was it was awesome. Yeah, and I don't know cuz like I've tried to like cover that song like pretending, oh gosh. Yeah. I can't do it because I I like cry. Like my voice will shake because I can't sing those lyrics. I'm like, "How can you have written this about your terrible breakup and then be able to sing it?" Yeah. Without like getting crunchy, you know. It- and her voice <laughs> sounds so good. Yeah. Like, that's the best. I mean, not the best her voice has ever sounded, but it's pretty, pretty close up to that point, you know? Yeah. So That's and not I, a controversial pick. It's no, so, that's... I, I'm being I had a hard time not... <laughs> I had a hard time not including it in my top five. Um, it's It's in my honorable mentions for sure. Yeah. Because it is just like, you know, it's... Yeah, I have no words because it's just that good. I love how we didn't have a single overlapping track. I, I did not expect I'm that. I'm surprised. Yeah. Wow. Me too. 
I, for some reason, knew you were going to pick Begin Again, though. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't I know Yeah, I think why. I've told you. I think I've told you before, like, that song's so good. But, yeah, and like the... I forgot why, but... Little kid. Yep. Oh, I love that. It's so good. Um, but back to All Too Well. Okay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Is she going to release the 10-minute version? So, I have mixed feelings on the 10-minute version. Because if she wants to release it, then... By all means, do. But I feel like if she wants to keep it secret, then she should. To know that it was written out of, like, in the moment, top of her head, you know, all those raw feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings about it. No, I, I kind of agree. Maybe it's one of those secrets better kept kind of things. Yeah. And knowing that it's real is kind of crazy because I remember it being like a fan theory mm-hmm. a while ago. But now, like, she's confirmed it on a podcast, which Taylor, as a guest on our podcast, when? Yeah. uh, Taylor, if you want to be our guest, uh, please email us at swiftiesanonymous at (laughs) gmail.com. You can pick any album that you want to talk about, please. Yeah. Please do some press for reputation um, years after the fact. (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, Lauren Graham, also, if you want to be a guest on our podcast. Oh, that would be great. Um, Just kidding. I don't even know if she's a Taylor Swift fan, but I mean, who isn't? (laughs) What woman isn't, at least? True. In this day and age. Yeah. So favorite album besides Folklore and Evermore, just because that's just, I feel like we'll have to have a different conversation about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So for me, Fearless is always my gut because that was my first my first album, it's nostal- nostalgic. For yeah. Me. And, um, you know, kind of grew up listening to that. But honestly, nowadays I find myself going back to Red a lot. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I think if I take out the nostalgia, I would have to say Red, maybe. Solid, solid choice. What about um, you? I am going to have to go with Reputation. Wow. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's... One of her most, besides Folklore and Evermore, I think it's her most sonically cohesive. Um, and I think it's, you know, there's some cringe on it, which there always is. It's a Taylor Swift album. <laughs> you can't um, be vulnerable without a little bit of cringe. But yeah, and and some of, you know, she's got some really, really amazing songs there. And the loud, crazy production, listening to it in the car is so fun. Jack Antonoff knows what he's doing. Um, yes. So yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Reputation. Wow, I mean, I kind of expect that, but I didn't expect it. So. <laughs> awesome. And probably I like how we're... 1989 as my backup. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely my favorite pop album of hers, for sure. I mean, Red's kind of pop, but you know, full pop. But half the half and half. Yeah. Um. Wow. I like how we're coming at different angles here. Like we don't really. We have some different differences in favorites which is exactly nice. yeah i think that's cool other like better than us just like parroting what each other says <laughs> yeah even though we're still not like as crazy swifties as some of the people that might listen to this podcast please don't add us right i feel like in you know i've never been like a part of like the taylor swift fandom but um it seems like within there especially like on twitter and instagram and stuff there's like it's kind of competitive 
Like, yeah, especially on Twitter, people, you know, advertise how many times they've seen her, how many times they've met her, how many times Taylor has re uh, tweeted them or whatever, how much merch they have, how much signed merch they have. I've yeah. never been to her concert. I've never met her. Probably never will. Not trying to compete with that. I Yeah, like, I enjoy your music a lot. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. Maybe know. we should get maybe we should get my dad as a guest. He's seen her. Oh, pretty much. She's the only <laughs> one who would have any uh perspective. <laughs> as oh, far no. as what her live show is like in 2007 <laughs> with just her and her guitar. <laughs> um opening for George Strait, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. Right. It's kind of funny. All right, so Dream now Collab. That's... Oh yeah, Dream Collab. Is that the one? Is that the last thing? Yeah. Cuz she has collaborated with a lot of people. Yeah. So it's it's going less and less as far as, you know, who else could it be? So you go first on this one. I was having uh, trouble. I mean, Phoebe Bridgers? Oh, my gosh. I wrote down <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> I mean, because Phoebe is blowing up big time. Yeah. Um, now, if I don't know whose side, you know, the collaboration would be on, like, whose album. But if Taylor can please have a female collaborator that actually sings their own verse. That would be just really neat. Yeah. Instead of just background vocals and harmonies or whatever. Yeah. Cause like nobody, no crime waste of the yep. Heim sisters. <laughs> Colby Calais. Yeah. And breathe. It's true. Okay. I mean, I, I, that's all I really thought of because oh, okay. all I can think about is the national. And of course, Bonnie Bear, like I didn't know that that was my dream collab and it, it is, it was, Until it happened. Yeah. And it's amazing. And of course can their voices really... sounded great together. Yeah. I mean, can you top that? Um, <sighs> Probably not. So the other one I wrote down, <laughs> which I don't know if you're a big fan of Lord, but for me, her and Lord would make an awesome pop or indie pop record with yeah. Jack Antonoff producing it. Ten it out would of be, ten. Yeah, it would be. Amazing. And I mean, we could also add like Saint Vincent to that, even though um, oh, true. Saint they worked together. Did exactly. Yeah, she yeah. wrote on Cruel Summer, so that semi has happened. So we'll say Some that more. it has happened. Some more yeah. would be nice. Okay, well then to add to that, I don't think Jack has produced for Carly Rae Jepsen, but can we add Carly Rae Jepsen in with <laughs> Lord and Taylor? <laughs> Pop queens. The new super group. Can they be boy genius, but two? Boy genius too. The pop boy genius. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. Man, but Phoebe and Taylor doing like a folklore-esque song or album together. Yeah. I don't with know if Aaron she, Desner I don't know if, producing. Yes. Would Phoebe go for that? I don't know if Phoebe would I don't go for know. That. I would I would hope that she would. Um, as long as she could wear like her skeleton costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to add one thing about Call It What You Want. Um okay. there's a version uh that she did on SNL with just her acoustic guitar and like these backup singers. And I think maybe like a cello. Oh my goodness! It is, it's Chef's Kiss. It's so wow. good. And is the that, only version that exists on YouTube is like very crappy version. So you can't look that up on YouTube. You can. I mean, you can still listen to it. You just have to hear in your mind's eye that it was really good. Because it's just. I think it's. Actually, I think the audio quality is fine. It's just flipped, and so it looks weird. And I think it's just bad um, 
video quality. But can other you watch than that, it on like Hulu? Like with the just watch the whole episode. Sometimes they show the musical since, guests. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was a while ago, so I don't know if it was one that was cut. Hmm, I'll have to look that up after this. Watch that. Um, so in this podcast, we're going to go through each of Taylor Swift's albums track by track, giving our thoughts, memories associated with each song, um, and just kind of opinions, thoughts, you know, a little background information, and just, I, I don't know. Talk about it. Talk about it and... Our road Decide. to recovery as Swifties, <laughs> since we're Swifties Anonymous. <laughs> Join us next week when we talk about Taylor Swift's debut album, Taylor Swift. We'll be covering an overview of the album and also the first three songs. Swifties out. <laughs> See, See you then. then. Help me.